Hi everybody and welcome to this Women's Conference Roundtable. We are so excited that you're here. And tonight we are finishing up podcast uh, videos for the Before All Things Conference. And we really do hope that you're there. One of the main things that we wanted to happen, uh, we see a lot of women dealing with anxiety and, and a lot of worry and fear and trying to fit Jesus into the picture. Yet that's not the way that we need to do it. We need to do it where God is before all things. He is the center of our hearts. And so tonight we're actually gonna be talking about how that influences um, who we are and who we are to other people and to ourselves. So um, one of the verses that I absolutely love is Psalm 139. And I'm gonna read a little bit of that to you, not the whole thing, um, but I, I bet a lot of you know this verse. So listen to me as I share this. Psalm 139, 13 through 16. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. Your book were written, in your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. You know, that means that God knew about your existence before time ever began. And he knows exactly what's going to happen in your life. And so many times we don't remember that as believers. And so one thing that we really want to talk about tonight is not self-care. That's kind of a buzzword right now. Um, self-care is really taking care of yourself, promoting yourself, getting your, yourself um, in the right position, the right um, place in life. And that goes so much against what God's Word says. And so tonight, I have some amazing ladies who are going to be sharing with you about how do you find that worth in Christ? How do you um, have that position in life that you are assured of your worth and who you are? So tonight, I'm going to let them introduce themselves, and then um, we're going to get started. So my name is Ashley Bennett, and I am a chaos coordinator, also known <laughs> as a middle school seventh grade math teacher. I am Caitlin Turner, and I am a third grade teacher in Spartanburg County. I am Hallie Phillips, and I'm a project manager um, at Smash Inc. here in Spartanburg. And I'm Tanya Jones. I work at Church at the Mill. and part of the adult ministry team there, and then also biblical counseling. So, Ashley, I'm going to direct the question to you first for tonight. Um, how should the fact that we are created in the image of God impact the way that you think and live each day? I was just listening to you read Psalms 139 in the fact that he created us. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, or at least I know I do, um, I forget that. As simplistic as that is, mm -hmm. I forget that he is before all things, right? right. That's the name of the conference. That's and right. I forget that he made me. He was before me and he is after me. And so in my day to day, I often kind of take that for granted. And I think, I tell myself often, I'm like, Ashley, you are not God. That's right. Mm -hmm. And yes. so I think recognizing that he is the creator, mm -hmm. and that that lends you to, to that, that idea that I'm not in charge. That's right. I'm not in control. He is. And there is, there that can be scary, but it also can be like this sweet spot mm -hmm. of peace when you get to the point that you're like, okay, I don't have to fix this. And I don't. I don't have to, to meet anybody's expectations because he made me, he created me, and so I'm enough in mm -hmm. him. 
That's right. And speaking of that, what are some practical ways that, um, Hallie, that you do that in your life? How do you, how do you remember who Christ is in your life? What's what, some of the things that you do? Um, I think serving others mm -hmm. in your day-to-day -day walk. You come and encounter with so many different people, even just walking along the street, you know, whatever you do every single day, you come and encounter with so many people. And I think um, just going out of your way to serve someone else um, takes away that selfishness in you. And it's a daily die to self moment mm -hmm. when you mm -hmm. can stand in front of someone else and be like, hey, I'm going to provide for you today instead of myself. Right. You know? Caitlin, what about you? How do you accomplish that? Being a busy teacher and you've got right. lots going on with your family, how do you accomplish that? I think for me, it really comes into my time in the Word with Christ because mm -hmm. I think about how uh, 2 Corinthians 3 talks about how um, when, I'll, I'll read it out. Yeah, right go right ahead. It says, uh, when we all with an unveiled face behold the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed into the same image of that glory from one to another. And this mm -hmm. comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And I think about how we really become what we behold. That's right. And so mm -hmm. the more that I spend time in the Word, the more that I become like Christ. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like sometimes in the mornings, it's hard for me to get up and do my quiet time before school. Um, but one thing that's really worked for me just as a practical thing is I listen to the Bible app. I'm reading through the Bible this year. And so I listen to the Bible app, whatever my reading is for that day. I listen to it as I'm driving to work. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's like a little five-minute podcast that kind of recaps what I've been reading. And so I listen to that too before I go in. And it just gives me that start for the day, gives me, sets my vision for the day. Um, and that's just really been a game changer for me. Well, and that is putting before all things, mm -hmm. right? So we all have busy days, things that happen. Yeah. But when we put Him first, when we do that quiet time, when we do that time with the Lord, mm -hmm. that is setting our mind to who is He in our lives, yeah. right? And so one of the things I wanted to talk to you girls about, especially um, you girls are younger than me, is social media and the part that it plays in your identity and your worth. Share with me, um, Caitlin, what difference does that make in your life? I mean, looking at social media, and right. I'm talking about all of social media, yeah. from Pinterest on to every other thing, <laughs> right? I think social media can be really fun. I think that, you know, I have friends all over the world, and social media is a really fun way to keep in contact with mm -hmm. people that I've grown to love, some who are believers, and some who are people that I've met that don't know the Lord, but people that I want to stay in contact with. And then there's other, you know, forms of social media that can be fun. But I think we have to be really careful because social media is a highlight reel. Right. And when we kind of forget that and we start to compare our day-to-day -to, -day to someone else's highlight reel, we can become really discouraged. We can become ungrateful for what we have. We mm -hmm. can um, be in a place where we're constantly comparing ourselves. And I think that's one of the dangers of social media. Yes, um, and so I just feel like it, it's all kind of in a balance. Like, um, I don't know, just kind of making sure that you're not spending more time on social media than you are with the relationships that you have in real life. And mm -hmm. I think that's another danger of social media too, is thinking you're so plugged into this online community when that's not what true community is. True that's community right. is this. It's right. you know sitting and talking face to face with the people that you work with and in your small group and um, mm -hmm. things like that. That's so, right. Yeah. So Ashley, um, with you having, you work in a high school, so you see that influence all the mm -hmm. time. How yeah. have you seen that influence that age group? So I'm actually with middle schoolers, which oh, middle I think schoolers. is even more detrimental. Yes, it is. That's right. <laughs> because they don't have perspective even of what they're looking at. Mm -hmm. um, and we did, a, we did a study the other week and then like a little group that I lead, and I, I pulled out like pictures, images, and all of them were fake. Mm 
Mm. And you could see the kids and especially the girls. Mm -hmm. um, it, we, we have a, we just have a, a society that is just, they are, they're looking to that. That's where they're gaining their theology. Right. Mm -hmm. That's where they're identifying who they are mm -hmm. and what is good and what is bad. And it's very, very scary to me mm -hmm. as a teacher mm -hmm. and as a mom that we are, that, that's what's being put into them. That's right. And so like for me, um, the verse that comes to mind for me is above all else, guard your heart mm -hmm. for everything you do flows from it. That's right. And so that's what my kids, that's their intake. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then that's what's flowing out. That's mm -hmm. right. And yeah. so I think that's, that's, that's got to be something that we address as women. Um, I think we have to be address that the fact that it is a highlight reel. Yeah. Right. It's not real. Right. Um, and so I think it's very scary, but it's to me, I have, I've had to set boundaries. I've had to set limits. Yeah. Um, I've had to just let it go sometimes. And right. I think that's okay right. um, because I found like you said, it's like this false sense of like, oh, I'm checking in with people, yeah. but I'm really not. That's right. right. Yeah. And so just pick up the phone. Like the other day, a girl called me and we had a conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, like, what? How did this happen? And, I, and you know, and we had been talking about getting together and getting coffee. Right. Mm -hmm. And we could not find the time. She's, a, you know, a busy mom. Mm -hmm. and, a, and so am I. And so we're sitting there and we're trying to figure out when we can. And she finally just calls me and we had the best conversation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why don't I do this more often? Right. Like, right. why don't we just pick up the phone and call people. Right. You know? Well, and, and Caitlin had mentioned community. And when community is not in a group where you're mm -hmm. actually face-to-face, -face, then you don't get to see the true person. Exactly. You just, yeah. so you don't get to see the ugliness. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we want to happen sometimes. Yeah. But then also the, the realness sometimes that we project mm -hmm. is not something that people know. And so when they do get around you, they may be afraid of what you're going to talk about or they're going to get to yeah. see the real person, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, Hallie, one of the questions I want to ask you is how has friends played an influence in your life, in your worth and identity? So the people around you yeah. even. Um, I feel like um, it's almost like you are what you eat. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> you mm -hmm. are the people that you hang around. And mm -hmm. if you're constantly around people that um, don't believe the same thing as you and don't think the same thing as you, don't have the same foundation in Christ as you, um, you're going to be that. And you're going to form yourself to be not who you're called to be. Yes. So I think it's important to surround yourself with people that are going to pour into you and hold you accountable right. and mm -hmm. love you in a friend way and not yeah. um, someone that's going to use you just as a person in their life. You know? right. yeah. yeah, most certainly. Yeah. Because who you're around, just like you said, what yeah. pours into you is going to be what comes out, right? right? What, yeah. Caitlin, what about you? What do you think? So I serve in the student ministry, and we talk about this a lot because yeah. we're always talking to students about sharing their faith and about, you know, that one that's kind of been our focus this year. Who is your one, the one person that you really want to share your faith mm -hmm. with? And so we constantly get this question, you know, if I'm supposed to be sharing my faith, but then I'm not supposed to be around these people that may be a bad influence on me. It's a tough question. Mm -hmm. And so it's real. we talk about that a lot, about these different circles and how I feel like everybody has different circles in your life. And I think, yeah. you know, you need to have people in some of your circles that are people who are not believers, that you're, you're really trying to share God's love with them. You're mm -hmm. trying to tell them about the truth of the gospel. But then I feel like that inner circle, um, as a believer, that inner circle has to be filled with women who are going to be building you up in your faith, right. going to be encouraging you in your faith, um, encouraging your relationships, and pushing you towards righteousness instead mm -hmm. of the other way around. And that's I think right. that's kind of where we sometimes lose focus of that. We want to mm -hmm. do the outreach. We want to do evangelism. We want to be ministering to the lost 
around us, but then we can get so bogged down with trying to fit in and that. And even as an adult, I mean, it doesn't go away. And I tell Mm -hmm. the students, you know, in my small group that all the time, like these problems that you guys are talking about, like I face that too as an adult in my workplace and things like that. It's the same thing, just, you know, in a different age bracket. (laughs) So those are things that just don't go away as a a woman. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, and so just talking about women, okay, Mm -hmm. we can get in the um, identity of gossip, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that we gossip a lot Mm -hmm. and when you're around people who gossip and they are always talking about other people that can become your identity you start falling into their same pattern of okay well this is what we do Mm -hmm. and that does change who we are the same thing I want to ask Ashley about this um, with complaining how do you think complaining changes your identity absolutely because you are you're looking at the creator and you're saying what he's given you is not enough. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so that, and it's, it's, it's hard. It's a habit, mm-hmm. like for me. And I think there again, your friends and what you're listening to and what your intake is on social media, it all affects that. Because mm-hmm. like, if I'm around people that are complaining, I'm going to complain. That's right. You know? Mm-hmm. And so um, for me, it was it that. Breeds. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was yeah. that verse. Um, it's Proverbs 13, 20. It says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, mm-hmm. but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if we are surrounding ourselves with negativity, I was reading Ecclesiastes last night. It's my grandma's one of her favorite verses. And I was reading a commentary and it was talking about, it, it says there's a time to, to build up stones and there's a time to take them down. Mm-hmm. And the commentary was talking about how we, it's okay sometimes to, to, to put boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's And right. so, um, and I think we have to be very careful with that. And, and we have to realize that if we're around that negativity, mm-hmm. you know, are we, are we really encouraging? Are we lifting them up? Because I think That's sometimes right. we have the mentality, like you said, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be with them and I'm going to help pull them up right. and get them out yeah. of that pit. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then sometimes it, we look around and we're like, oh, wait a minute, I'm, I'm down here with them. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's just right. keeping that perspective. And I think, like you said, that quiet time, mm-hmm. that time with the Lord, that time in the word, so that you're keeping his perspective mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not the world. That's right. I think, too, with complaining, I mean, so, you know, I'm an elementary school teacher, and so there's a lot of complaints in third grade, (laughs) a lot of complaining, and so something that I've kind of been talking to my students about this year and on, and, you know, that the Lord's been kind of showing me is that you get more of what you focus on, Mm -hmm. and I just think about, like, you know, if you're wanting a new car, whatever that new car is that you want, all of a sudden you start seeing that car everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's not that now there's more of that car on the road, but that's what your attention is set on. And so now all of a sudden you're just seeing it everywhere because that's kind of what you're looking for. And so I feel like when we get into this habit of complaining, we're going to see more things to complain about because right. the more we focus Absolutely. on complaining, the more things that come into our head, oh yeah, this is going wrong too. And so mm-hmm. we have to shift that. And I just think it's, it's such a cultural thing that, oh, yeah, now you need to speak your truth. You need to mm-hmm. say, you know, what's bothering you. You need to cut mm-hmm. people out. You need to um, That's stand part of that up for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And I just think it's become so normalized in our culture. And so to me, like, there's so many verses that talk about not complaining, you know, do mm-hmm. everything without grumbling, complaining, all these. One of the verses that stood out to me the most when I thought about complaining was Romans 12. So Romans 12, mm-hmm. 2, talking about do not be conformed to this world, mm-hmm. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so I just mm-hmm. think about how complaining is like so commonplace in our world, but we cannot be conformed like the world to just think it's okay to complain about all the things that are bothering you. Mm-hmm. We really have to renew our mind. We have to. That's right 
force ourselves to think about the things that we can be grateful for. The more mm -hmm. we focus on the things we have to be grateful for, the more we're going to see all the little and big ways that we, you know, that we can be grateful, things that we have to be, to be grateful for. Yes, right. that's exactly mm -hmm. right. You know, God's Word talks about the heart being deceitful, mm -hmm. but yet how, much, how many times do we go on our feelings? Right. Uh, especially in the Hallmark world. Hallmark <laughs> world is, you know, just yeah. trust your feelings yeah. and go with your gut, right? Yeah. And so we can't do that mm -hmm. because we would be a part of the complaining. We'd be part of the gossip. We would be part of all those things yeah. because our heart leads to our thoughts, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then our thoughts lead to our emotions yeah. and emotions are all over the place. And then yeah. those emotions, listen to this, become actions and those actions become habits. Mm -hmm. And so those things, when you put them together, become your character mm -hmm. of who you are. And so when we don't bathe that in God's Word, right. like just think about this, what part does shame and guilt play in who we see ourselves as? What do you think about that? Shame and guilt, how does that look, how does that uh, um, change our identity? How does that change our worth? What do you think, Ashley? For me, I'm, I've been in a season of the Lord has just been moving me and taking me from place to place. And and with that, um, I've been really struggling with guilt because mm -hmm. I'm saying no to things and I am not finishing things that I had started mm -hmm. because God has called me away from that, which is perfectly fine. And so for me, um, I think guilt is sometimes even like it even can be an act of disobedience mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I know what he's called me to do, mm -hmm. but because the world has put out there that I need to be this, mm -hmm. so then I feel guilt and or mm -hmm. I feel shame, like or I feel like I'm not enough. And right. so for me, I've been really, I really had to go back to the, the basics. I've had mm -hmm. to go back to like, mm -hmm. who does God say I am? And, and really, I'll be honest with you, I've really had to go back to who is who does he say he is. That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah, we because I think sometimes, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, even when I'm reading the Bible, I have this really bad habit of reading the Bible and thinking about, okay, what is this telling me about me? Yes. Right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. instead of reading the Bible with saying, okay, what is this telling me about him? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. And so for me, um, when we wallow in that guilt and mm -hmm. that shame, then we're saying what he did on the cross wasn't good enough. That's right. Yeah. You right. need to get back up there, Jesus, because yeah. what you did was not yeah. enough for this and, part. And that mm -hmm. breaks my heart. When I when I can have that perspective check, I'm like, oh, actually, that is not what you want to be. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, but in my day in, day out, I want to pick that back up. I want to, and almost like you carry it around like it's like a security blanket. Well, let me just feel bad about this or let right. me feel shame about yeah. this because, you know, I'm just, I'm just carrying a burden like nobody else is. Mm -hmm. But yep. we all have those. Mm -hmm. We all yeah. have that burden and we all have that sin. He mm -hmm. says, his word says so. Yeah. And so just being mindful of that, it was finished on the cross. That's mm -hmm. right. Yep. And you know, guilt is okay. Yeah. I want y'all to hear that. Guilt is something that makes us aware of. Oh, yeah, I do need to check that. I need to. But mm -hmm. once we've asked for forgiveness, we've given that back to Christ. The shame is what we carry right. and what we right. continue to carry on. And Satan uses that in our identity and our worth to say you're not worth yeah. what Christ did. And we know that his word says that we are. Yeah. Right? It reminds me of 2 Corinthians. Like I, This is what I was thinking about in 2 Corinthians 7. It's talking about how godly grief leads to repentance yes but the worldly grief is what leads to death and I think about mm -hmm. that's kind of the difference mm -hmm. between guilt and shame that's I mean right. guilt can be something that leads our heart to repentance to mm -hmm. say yeah it, you know I, I messed up and I need to turn to my father with this mm -hmm. and then when we go the world's way with it and we just take on all that shame and oh, I'm not good enough and that's when that's the that's the worldly grief that it's talking about in the scriptures that really leads to death and so mm -hmm. I think about that and think about how um, you know, 
we can get so trapped by that. And I think that's one of the lies that Satan tells us too in our shame is you're the only one that struggles mm -hmm. with this. Right. Like no right. one else struggles with this. You're horrible. You're terrible. You can't tell anybody about this because nobody will understand and everyone will judge you. And then we have this feeling of isolation. And I think mm -hmm. that's one of like the biggest traps that Satan tries to use to make us feel isolated from mm -hmm. others um, instead of us being able to talk about you know, that, yeah, we messed up and be honest and open about what's going on in our life with the people in our small group and those who are like holding us accountable. Right. right. Hallie, were you getting ready to say something? Um, I think that we lie to ourselves a lot too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I think Satan uses that against us to convince us that we're not enough. And yeah. so we start believing those lies and it's almost like a routine for mm -hmm. our minds that, mm -hmm. you know, we're never going to be good enough for mm -hmm. what we're called to be. That's right. Yeah, one of the things that is so hugely, hugely important for women especially, right, is when we look in that mirror and we see what's not normal to whatever is normal. I don't even, who, who tells you what's normal? Yeah. I don't right. know that, right? Uh, I always joke with my husband that one day when we get to heaven and everybody's fluffy, then I'm going to have been the right plight to size <laughs> and everything's yeah. like what it is in heaven, right? Yeah. Um, because we have gotten such a world that put so much emphasis on that. Yeah. How do we not try to fit with the culture? How do you, this is a question I didn't ask you beforehand. I didn't give you a preparation for this. How do you combat that? How do you, do you think that it's okay not to look like everybody else? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we're called to, to right. not look like everybody yeah. else. Right. I mean, we're called to be in the world, but not of the world. Right. We should look different. And yes. I think when we look at ourselves and we look at the world and we don't see any difference, mm -hmm. we should have a huge check in our spirit yeah. of, okay, something is not right because right. I should not look like the world. Yeah. And so I think, you know, as a Christian, it can be hard. That can be a hard thing to realize because we do want to fit in and, but that's just not what we're called to do. Right. And that goes back to that self, self-esteem, self-awareness, yeah. self-care, all of that that's being used right now in that we're promoting ourselves. So right, we've, right. we've got to look better. We've got to have the latest whatever. And it yeah. doesn't mean that you don't have to look current and trendy. That's not mm -hmm. what that means. It means that your assurance, because think about this, the people that you know, especially you guys are much younger than me. And when you look at someone who's much older than me, um, and they're wrinkled, and they're just not like what, Amer what America looks at as beautiful, but they shine, mm -hmm, right? right? And you know why? There's a lady that used to go to our church. Uh, she passed away. Her name's Dottie Dennis, and she just shined for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And she was 80-something years old, but she's the most beautiful thing you'd ever mm -hmm. see. Yeah. That's the confidence that we want to have. Right. And, and when we stand before the Lord, and He says, man, I love you. You were perfect in my eyes because I created you. That's that self-worth. That's that self, that identity that we want others to have, yeah. right? I want to read you guys something that I just found um, just such um, an astonishment. Listen to this. If we believe and understand who we are in Christ, it changes everything. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. If we don't believe and understand who we are in Christ, it changes everything as well, yeah. right? And so our goal and what we want to do, um, not to just promote this with the women's conference, um, but we want people, women especially, to start seeing who they are in Him because it changes everything. Yeah. And so the conference is going to give us a chance to kickstart that. And then we're going to get to do an eight-week study after that that our pastor, DJ Horton, is writing for us. And so that's just carrying on 
building up women's identity in Christ mm -hmm. and who they are. And so we, we, we're wanting everyone um, to be a part of that. But, I, you know, we're going to make that a, a goal as well because who he is is going to be the thing that we take with us to eternity. And that gives us a firm foundation in who we are now. So speaking of that, I just want to encourage you ladies that are out there and you're listening to this. This is the last podcast. And um, January 29th, we will be having our women's conference, Upstate Women's Conference, um, before all things, from 6.30 to 9. And your tickets, you can go on Church at the Mill and you can get them. And we would really, really love to see you there. So thank you so much for joining us for this. And ladies, thank y'all so much for being a part of this. I love each one of y'all. And you, when you think about women who have an identity in Christ and strong, these women are a part of it. So um, just thank y'all for that. And thank you.